This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman Podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.J. Amanu, the writer-director of Deviation. Hi, I'm Brando Benetton, director of Nightfire. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hi, this is James Helen Brussack, the writer, director, and producer. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stewart, page the screen, dot com up in my bunk, please. Snake, that was my motorcycle running and tracking up with my fucking snake, James, with Dom, eating pizza, and pushing I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen. So it's, uh, it's now two minutes past eight, so we're eating into valuable time here for the new super slim, <laughs> the new revamped episode of the Geek House podcast. Mm-hmm. It is uh, so two minutes past eight on the 18th of October, and there is only 13 days to Halloween, 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 13 days to Halloween, Silver Shamrock. That probably means nothing to you, does it? Because you've probably not seen Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I haven't, but I, I, I liked it. it. It's very good. I, I I haven't done it justice. I will um, <laughs> I will tag you into Twitter on the wonderful advert that that is. But um, yeah, I didn't really do it too much justice. So. I'm looking forward to Halloween now. Why? Why are you looking? I look forward to Halloween anyway. But why are you specifically looking forward to Halloween? Do tell. Well. Um, Every year we usually have a party. Obviously, that's out of the window with lockdown. Yep. But what we're still doing is decorating the house. We just, you know, after Christmas, Halloween is the the biggest holiday we celebrate in this household. So we have at least, I think, four or five of the huge, really useful boxes full of decorations. And uh, they came down in the last few days and the house has been transformed. Nice. So you've now got like a Halloween looking house. We have. We've got like ghosts hanging from light fittings. We've got um, cobwebs everywhere. Um, you know, it's, yeah, you know, pumpkins glowing. Um, it's amazing. So I'm like, I'm missing a trick though, because generally what I do is about four or five days before Halloween, anybody that knocks at my door, I just kill them. And then <laughs> sometimes I'll chop them up and then generally just leave them on the doorsteps and then people look and they go, my God, they look real. I'm like, they are. That's my, like, mm. you know, I can't order from Amazon for a little while or, or uh, Asda or Tesco, but kind of <laughs> looks, it looks pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, no, Halloween's going to be weird this year, isn't it? Outside. Apparently there is still an outside. I'm not quite sure. Uh, or to be fair, we went outside today, so I'm lying. But there's, there's not going to be anybody knocking on doors. And referring stuff, so. to the outside as the upside down, it's somewhere <laughs> unknown to me and dangerous. So, what is Wales in? Is Wales classed as tier two? Is Wales classed as tier three? Is it just classed as Wales at the minute? Have, have you? Are you in the tiers? I, I've got no idea. No. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, we're just Wales. 
Pretty we're, much, we're, but we're being different. Apparently, apparently after Monday, uh, you will be told how different you are, and then after <laughs> after next Friday, you'll be even more different and organised than uh, than a lot of the other parts of the UK. Organised? That's good. They're going to come into my office and clean up for me. Yeah, pretty much. Well, no, they can't because they're not allowed in your house after next Friday because oh, you'll be uh, you will be locked down until the 9th of November. So, but but they're all going to come and put bars on everybody's house doors so we can't get out of course they are yeah we we actually i went out today and it is the first time i've been in a, a restaurant i say restaurants like a pub that serves food it's the first time i've been in there and it's in the middle of nowhere so it's not too bad it's the first time i've been in there since february march and it was mm-hmm. very strange it was literally we got in there it's like right okay How's this work then? Annette had been in there a few weeks back with one of her daughters when she was allowed to go outside. Now we're not again. Uh, sort of. We're not allowed to house mix. That's what mm-hmm. it was. So we get there and the, the guy who's fully... I don't know if he was there to serve us food or if he was there to maybe do some welding. I don't know. <laughs> and a little, I'm still not quite sure. I think he may be holding down more than one job. So it's like, are you both from the same household? Yes. Have you got the app? No. Right, well, we do the service through here, mainly through the app. Okay, well, we don't have the app. How do we get the app? Well, if you go searching for this, that, the other. Right, okay. So I need to switch my data on then. Yeah, okay. Found the app, blah, 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 blah. Downloaded it, registered, showed him the little, yay, you've been confirmed, scanned in with the barcode, the NHS thing. Bing, up, up it comes. So uh, you'll like this podcast because I was in the pub and the, the whole COVID thing has been solved. So in oh. this groundbreaking exclusive all it news. was a pub and beer. All it took was me and Annette in the pub <laughs> uh, slash restaurant and overhearing somebody who has solved the entire COVID case. So, you know, no spoilers, but, uh, but you will find out what's causing it all. I'm excited. It was great. We were just like, whoa, I didn't know it was that. It's genius. But, you know, I'm not spoiling not spoiling it. So we went in and we sat down. We're wearing the masks. And you order the food from the app and the drinks. I went through this whole process. Register, sign account, verify email. Uh, I'll have fish and chips. Annette, what do you want? You want oh, this scampi salad? Not a problem. Do you want this sauce, that sauce? Yeah, da, da, da. Get, right, get to the payment screen. Oh, Annette, your uh, food's out of stock. <laughs> right. What else do you want? Don't know. So I went through the entire menu again and eventually got there and we ordered our food and it showed up after like, 10 minutes or, or something but this is the guy the guy came in and it's, i tell you what it's clever and i don't know if you've been to any restaurants no nope. um like this year <laughs> it's very strange not at all so, <laughs> this this app so a guy comes in and um he, he's you could hear him talking all heard one half of the conversation and mm-hmm. the waitress pretty much said no no uh you you are ordering food aren't you right no problem yeah, no, you need to order your drinks while you or while you order your meal. Um, and once you finish your meal, you've got to leave. No, no, you can't do that. Okay. Because you once you finish your meal, you're basically allowed a two-hour slot. Mm-hmm. So you go in and you go, oh, we were allowed three hours. I'm guessing that's because we were a couple. Maybe they, they give oh, you a bit well. of extra time. But this is to stop people going in, going, right, I'll order a sandwich, please, for three pounds. And I'm just going to eat it really slowly and drink beer all afternoon. Because pop- 20 pints because, and a sandwich, please. Yeah, exactly. 20 <laughs> pints and a sandwich, please. So, <laughs> because obviously they don't, pubs aren't supposed to be open. However, pubs that primarily make their money from food, mm-hmm. they're allowed to be open. It's a little bit confusing, but 
you know, you get there in the end, you're like, okay, now I'm with you. But obviously they don't want people going in and going, ha I'll have a packet of crisps, please, and 20 bites, <laughs> and then spending all afternoon there. So this guy, on his own, he looked about 50, 60 years old, thinnish guy, he went in, and he sat down, and he went, right, uh, and I, I've, he ordered two meals, right, so he could get two lots of drinks. But he was on his own. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what? And then he sat there and he was he, he was watching the news. He was on his own. There was nobody around him whatsoever. But I was facing him from probably about twenty feet off. And I thought I'm not interested in having a conversation with human beings because I've kind of given that up pretty much this year. Other mm-hmm. than people that love movies. Anybody that likes movies, I'll have a conversation with you. If you don't. I'm not interested to go away. I'm done now. <laughs> Those days are long gone. So he kept looking at the, the news and he was getting annoyed at the news. So you could just hear him going, that's really stupid. That's daft. That's all that about it. I thought, I'm not, I'm not even making eye contact with this guy because you know what it's like. <laughs> He'll end up going, oh, I'll talk to you for an hour. No, you yep. won't. We're, I'm here to eat a meal and then leave. So uh, you're familiar with the, the, the restaurant chain Weatherspoons. I am indeed. Yes. Well, people in the US, because I don't believe they have Weatherspoons over there, Weatherspoons mm-hmm. are big pubs that primarily serve food. So, kind of like the one that Annette and I were in. So, <laughs> we were sitting, blah, 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 blah. And there's loads of Weatherspoons pubs all over the UK. And they may well be abroad, but I don't think they are. Loads of them. Loads of them. And they're allowed to still be open because they primarily make their money from food. So, this guy was looking at the screen. He's like, oh, really ridiculous. Oh, it's all a big old joke in it and I thought I don't even know who you're talking to but guess what it ain't me <laughs> it's not Annette either <laughs> Annette kept looking at me and rolling her eyes at me so I like roll them back at her it's like there you go just don't engage do not engage engage is futile so the waitress went over to this guy and she's like are you ready yet and he went yeah uh, I'll have these drinks and that drinks and some more drinks and a big pile of drinks and then I'll have these two meals. So she's like, all right. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, bloody ridiculous, this, isn't it? And she did that stupid thing that she should never have done going, what is? Oh, oh. no, floodgates opened. He <laughs> opened the floodgates now. Here we go. And he went, bloody weather spoons. She's like, what do you mean? <laughs> he went, this is all weather spoons. And she's like, no, no, this isn't a weather spoon. He went, oh, no, no. He said, this COVID thing. It's all weather spoons, isn't it? She went, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, Jesus, she's done it again. <sighs> here we go I'm like Annette have you got an iPod because I really want to listen to some music now and apparently this guy's decided that the reason that the world is all going COVID crazy mm-hmm. is because of weather spoons so and, and you, you're laughing you're like that makes no sense haha but it will okay now a lot of pubs are shut in now because it's dangerous to go in them because people catch a disease and people get really sick and, and some people don't recover and stuff. Now, all these little pubs are shutting. Mm-hmm. A lot of them may never open again. So what are people going to do? They're going to go to Weatherspoons. <laughs> so apparently this is why the whole kerfuffle and why the entire world economy and the world is going to, going to hell so that Weatherspoons can get a bigger bite of the business market. Genius. I never even knew that. Didn't even know uh, that. that. Bloody ah, clever Weatherspoons. Bloody clever Weatherspoons. Uh, never mind what countries they're in. All of no. them. Maybe they're opening up in Luxembourg or, or yeah, New Zealand. Expansion. That's what it is. So when you see like millions of Weatherspoons everywhere, you go, ah, oh, you bloody sneaky gets. So that's apparently what it all was. Oh. So Annette and I finished a meal very quickly. And we're like, let's just go home. We don't need to go out ever again. <laughs> Weatherspoons. Very impressive. So that I didn't know. 
I, I thought no. it was to do with the virus and stuff like that. But no, it's all it's pub wars. So there you go. Well, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have indeed happened. My uh, <laughs> filming's been delayed again, obviously. <laughs> it, oh. it got delayed the other week because of the weather. And now it's been delayed this week because of Weatherspoons, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, so thank you, Weatherspoons, for delaying my film. I can see a pattern emerging I here. I can see a pattern emerging here either. I can't see any filming developing. Mm. Uh, so this sort of earlier on today, I took the very sad thing of boxing up all my camera equipment once again, putting it back in its plastic tubs and putting it on the shelf. Who knows when that's going to come out again? Twenty twenty one, I suspect, um, mm-hmm. or or something like that. So um, I can't tell you any more than what I've told you now, which I've not told you yet. So that's interesting. But I may be filming a music video at some point in very late twenty twenty, or so at some point in twenty twenty one. And now you know as much as I do. But I look forward to finding Ooh. out a little bit more about that because I know. Not a lot. A very wonderful person contacted me earlier on and went, how do you fancy doing a music video when when you're down in my neck of the woods? So I'm like, okay. But I've not yet had that conversation to find out more details. But It sounds very intriguing. It sounds... I just hope it's not got goats in it. <laughs> so Nothing wrong with goats. Nothing Stuart. wrong with goats, but I've never you talk seen... To our friend Abel, they'll tell you nothing wrong with goats. Oh, Abel, Abel the jammy git, and I know that I'm probably about 17 days into my 20-odd day holiday, but he's on holiday. So when oh. I go back to work, he's not going to be he's, there. He's you know where he's, uh, he's gone, don't you? He's gone to make a goat movie. But yeah, he's just down the road in the <laughs> B&B. Abel, <laughs> send me the footage. I need something to edit. Obviously, he's not supposed to be here, so no. don't tell anyone. But yeah, he's just down the road. Brilliant. Hi, Abel. How you doing? Uh, next door to Anton Deck, actually. <laughs> Are they in Wales? Oh, yeah, they're doing the uh, I'm a Celebrity, Please Get Me Out of Tier 3 show, aren't they? Yeah, I'm, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Wales. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, uh, <laughs> so have you have, have you heard the news about Disney Plus? Dis- what about Disney, Disney Plus have put some more warnings on their films. Oh, and they they actually read very well. I don't know if you've actually read the full. <laughs> yes, I have. It's like you know, it, it's not just a warning. It's uh, that's a, it's oh, like an these essay. Are very bad things, you know. All, all these films are wrong. Isn't it? So the, the, the full line is right. So we got this program contains negative negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove the content, we wanted to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. How many kids of about seven years old are going to know what half of those words mean? Mm-hmm. Crazy. It's something in the movies that they've attached it to. Peter Pan, Aristocrats, Lady mm-hmm. and the Trump, and The Jungle Book. <laughs> what? I mean, I don't know. I get it, but I don't get it. It's yes, like you know, Siamese cats, Aristocats, you know, but yeah. But the thing is, it's like, what's it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? I'm the whole conversation about animated cats from about fifty years ago, but <laughs> so they're, they're Siamese cats because that's what mm-hmm. they're called, and that's the type of cats they're called. Mm-hmm. And and they pretend one of them apparently yellow faces itself. And plays the piano with chopsticks. So that's what they're upset about in the Aristocats. But it's a cat. Mm-hmm. And it's a Siamese cat. 
Mm-hmm. Carts don't use chopsticks anyway, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what all that's about. Uh, Peter Pan, they're no. mad because they use the word Redskins. I get that, but isn't there a, an American football team called Washington Redskins that's still around? There or, is indeed. Or, it used to be one of my favourite yeah. American football teams. So why are they not offensive? I know they haven't, they're having a sort of discussion about changing their name, but I don't think they've changed it yet. And um, the one I really want to watch, because I can't remember what racial... A lot of these make you want to go watch the films and just see mm-hmm. what, is, what is offensive. Uh, Lady and the Tramp, apparently, which has several instances of racism and cultural stereotyping. Is, is, I don't know, is that a shock? <laughs> Do you know what? It could be. And I don't, yeah. I don't get offended. Because so yeah, there, there you go. From a Scotsman, <laughs> are you offended no. by shock in Lady and the Tramp? No, I'm not offended by that. I'm not offended by Mrs. Doubtfire when he when he pulls his uh, Scottish accent. Oh, hello! I'm not offended by that. Guess what? Robin Williams wasn't born in Glasgow or Edinburgh or Stirling. He was he's born in America. So it's like I don't get offended by that. It's just mental. It's very strange. But uh, you don't you go on these streaming platforms like Disney Plus. Going, I just want to escape. I want to watch like the Mandalorian or the new mm-hmm. Pixar movie Soul or something. I I don't want to go on for an education lesson. It's just, it's bizarre. Very strange. But uh, I do want to rewatch Lady and the Trump and just find out what is upsetting people. So, um, but yeah, very, very strange. So I'm, I'm quite excited about a new Mad Max movie coming out. Or I say a Mad Max movie. It's a Mad Max movie that will not have Mad Max in it. And it's called Furiosa, which mm-hmm. is a prequel to Mad Max Fury Road. And everybody loves Charlize Theron playing Furiosa. So what's the solution? Let's do a, a Furiosa movie that does not have Charlize Theron in it <laughs> and doesn't have Mad Max in it. So that's not on, really on tour winner, is it? But it will have Chris Hemsworth in it. So Maybe she's uh, shielding and doesn't want to come out. It's possible. She probably does have a, a, a sort of compromised immune system because she's got one arm. Please tell me you have seen Mad Max Fury Road. I can tell you that I haven't <gasps> seen Mad Max Fury oh, Road. Oh, you've that has got to be. A, do you ever watch projector films without Addy? Yes. Please put Mad Max. It's on Amazon. Okay. Um, so my God, it was great. Uh, Annette and I went to see that at the cinema because I really wanted to watch it. And she's like, I never seen the others. So I'm like, okay, but I want to watch it. So therefore, we'll go. And we both came out with the biggest grin on our face ever. It was like, oh, I think my eyes have just bled for like an hour and a half. It's an amazing <laughs> film. So it's great. Very, very good. So that uh, that's definitely one of my recommendations mm-hmm. for you on that one. Uh, Star Trek Discovery has been renewed for a fourth season. Are you, dun, dun, dun. Are, you, are you excited or have you given up on that show? Well, it's a difficult one. You know, on my list of things I have watched this past week yep. is Star Trek Discovery Season 3, okay. Episode 1. Okay. Um, a show I usually cringe at and <laughs> um, put at the back of the shelf when choosing something to watch. Yep. And I came away from it going, you know what, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people talking about the, the Season 3 opener. And the sad thing is, I know um, that they will disappoint me again because the disappointment <laughs> is not necessarily from, you know, the on-screen acting or, you know, where the story goes or anything like that. More than anything, it's about changing established 
races. So taking the Klingons and changing the look of them. Yes, I know it's been done before when we had the original series yeah. um, versus the next generation onwards. I know why that was done. It was a budget thing. You know, with the original series was very, very basic. We'll all agree that. Mm-hmm. And you can forgive them. And they actually then wrote something in there about not wanting to tell you why it all changed and you know there's a there's a bit of a a subplot there so i understand that so why change them again other than it's somebody new who wants to stamp their um (laughs) kind of own uh you know sense of the world on on star trek so you know they will disappoint me something will something will happen you know the andorians don't quite look like andorians anymore they've changed again um but i let that one go um but yeah if you know besides that i actually really enjoyed um season three episode one what do other star trek fans think of discovery do they for the most do they seem to be enjoying it or are they kind of like self so some are liking it some really aren't i i think there's a fairly 50 50 split on it you've got people who love it and you've got people who absolutely hate it all you have to do is go on facebook look at the uh the official star trek facebook page and whenever they pay, pay uh, post something about um discovery just read the comments about how it shouldn't have ever been done cancel it give us something we really want to watch and and the rest of it so yeah that there is a, a a fairly even uh, split. I did get to speak to Retro G actually the other day. Okay. Um, a big Star Trek fan himself. And um, we did discuss season three, episode one. Um, he very much loved um, the way it was going as well um, with that episode. So I think, you know, it, it could be a little tipping point. It could get people like myself more kind of integrated with discovery. Yeah. They really need to just stop changing aliens for the sake of, you know, well, we can do it. You know, if they could just say, you know, you didn't watch The Mandalorian, you know, moving over to Star Wars and go, oh, look, it's looks a bit like Yoda, but but he's blue now and he's six (laughs) foot tall. Exactly. You know, no, they kept it exactly the same. The Mandalorians look the same. You know, we've seen, you know, robots and that's all the Star Wars universe that we love. Yeah. So why, (laughs) when it comes to the Star Trek franchise, does everybody involved think it's all right just to keep changing things? I can imagine it's like, Rob, so we're we're giving you the the, the reins to run Star Trek, wait to bring it back to cinemas, to bring it back to TV, and you go, oh, dream come true, right? Klingons, I want to make them blue, mm. and uh, cap, you know, all, all <laughs> the captain, you know, Captain Picard, and bringing him back, but make him a woman. In fact, make him a child, yeah. make him a child with hair, and uh, the <laughs> Enterprise, don't like Enterprise. Let's call it the something else. Brilliant. If I don't want to call it Star Trek anymore, let's call it Trekking to the Stars. Why? Just make it what people want. I I get it, but it's like some fans are just never happy. Uh, Mm -hmm. And if you want to watch really miserable fans, go on to Facebook. Uh, Just go on to Facebook. People are generally miserable over there anyway. But... um, but look at BritBox and Spitting Image. <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. They're still going at it, going, "Why? Oh, this is this is a disgrace! This is a disgrace! Why am I paying for BritBox um, when I've already paid for my license?" And they're like, "Because ITV made Spitting Image. No, no, did it? BBC did because it's called BritBox. 
Okay, well, that makes no sense whatsoever. Well, no. it says at the end that it was made by BBC. No, it says it was made by BBC Studios, which is the commercial arm of the BBC. Well, it's outrageous. They should put it on BBC, so I don't have to pay for it. Okay, so your argument is, oh, you Britbox, <laughs> why are you putting it on your platform asking me to pay for it when you should put it on a totally different platform that you've nothing con- did nothing connected with so that I don't mm-hmm. have to pay for it? It's like, what? <laughs> Oi, Netflix, put it on Amazon because I've got Prime. That's pretty much the same sort of example. They're still banging on about spitting image. It's like it never was a BBC show. It was on ITV when it was first on, and it was on sort of created by ITV and BBC Studios now. Plus, it's not very good is probably the, the main argument. It, there, there's some funny sketches in it, but for the most, it's probably about 75% a bit crap. But, you know, uh, but the internet's just grumpy as shit anyway. So, go figure. But uh, <laughs> Facebook, is your timeline filled with the uh, the change what the rabbit's holding? Have you seen any of that yet? I haven't. I uh, I managed to successfully uh, avoid Facebook most of the time, I'm thinking uh, about it. and uh, usually just just hang about more on Twitter. I'm I am generally thinking about it. I was listening to a podcast today called The Production Meeting by uh, by a wonderful guy called Clint Morris, and he was saying that he's cutting down on Facebook. He said, "I'm still looking at the Facebook page for his company." Because as long as you've got the pages up, you can still do it. I'm like, oh, I have the pages up. Why am I logging on looking at people's timelines when I can just do the pages <laughs> up? But, uh, yeah, there's this craze where people have drawn, like, a rabbit holding something in its hand with, like, keyboard characters. And apparently the craze of the week is to change what the rabbit's holding. What? I'm so loads, like, loads of it on my hand. You change this rabbit from holding the letter T to holding the letter Y. You've got it. You would be yeah. an absolute genius at that, and it's like just actual filmmakers. Look at that! I haven't, I haven't seen it, and I'm all you've already. It. I can ace it. Achievement yeah. unlocked. Bloop. Done. But it's like what? I've got a badge on my Facebook page. Oh, well, you got to have a badge on your Facebook page. But so yeah. I see all of that. I saw some dimwit today who uh, posted. I wanted, I wanted to get my hair cut today, and I had to sign a consent form. And that's probably how he typed as well. What is outrageous? So he did that, and, and somebody said, oh, no, that's pretty much what you've got to do now. Uh, and it's not a consent form. You scan in with your QR code. It's hardly a mm-hmm. consent form. So somebody went back and said, well, just tell them you've not got track and trace. So my answer would have been just get track and trace. It's like very yeah. But I thought I'm just going to read this, and then somebody else went back and said, if you don't have track and trace, right, uh, all you do is you write down your details on a piece of paper, so they've got a record of where you come from. I thought, well, that's a sensible thing because that's actually what happens. And then the person followed up with, just write down a load of fake details like I do, oh. and I'm like, whoa. So I went in going, <laughs> brilliant. It's wonderful advice like that that has got the country into the situation it's currently in. Thank you very much. And he replied, I'm trying to be helpful. I went, oh, I can tell, and then blocked him. Mm. It's like, duh. Crazy. So Facebook, (laughs) Jesus, I'm going to definitely live more on Twitter, I think. I'm just thinking we need a new section on this show. We need Idiot of the Week. A little award we can give people because that would be, uh, you know, a great contender right there. I, well, it would be though. But what about Mister Weatherspoons? That's pretty. No. That's pretty good. Mm, <laughs> true. 
what, maybe, new podcast. maybe we need a few of these awards. <laughs> we need a new podcast, don't we? It's like, can you imagine a Darwin Awards next year? They're going to be amazing. Be like the biggest <laughs> book ever. It costs about £70 and probably weigh about £70 as well. So, uh, so yeah, so Tim Wait for the Week. But like, let's let's be positive. Um, I, Let me tell you something positive yes, then. go for positivity, please. Are you a Doctor Who fan? Um, I like it, but I've not seen the majority of them. Okay. Did you ever see um, the special episode, Planet of the Dead, that had Michelle Ryan, who was Zoe oh, yeah, Slater yeah. for many years on EastEnders, as, uh, as kind of a... A, a standing companion for an episode. I did not, but I would. I okay, would have watched that. very good. Yep. I, I'm a big, big fan of Michelle Ryan, uh, Bionic Woman, and, mm. and and so forth. Um, and um, Big Finish have announced they are bringing her back, playing her original role oh, for a set of audio stories, which is really exciting. Nice, nice. That is all right. Mm. No, I'm a fan of Michelle Ryan as well. I remember when she was in EastEnders. And then yep. she did, like, I think one season of The Bionic Woman, which, you know, it got cancelled, but that was no fault of hers. It was just mm-hmm. networks doing their thing. But she's also great in a film called Cockneys v Zombies, if you've not seen that, which is a very, very funny British uh, British Cockneys versus Zombies movie. It's well worth watching. So she's great. Sounds good. She is great in that. But uh, she's pretty great in that. And then moving on quickly. Have you heard that uh, John Favreau was open to the idea of a Mandalorian film? I, well, I saw some headlines about that, and you think, okay. See, part of me thinks that's kind of cool, but then the other part thinks, aren't you doing that already on Disney Plus? You are, but if you can do both, why not? Yeah, but then if you do a film, you're getting six hours. Well, not six hours. Which you're getting like two and a half hours worth of footage. Right? If you do a season. Then mm-hmm. you're getting like uh, four hours. True. I'm just thinking though, if by doing a film it might open up some more avenues. Maybe they could get some cameos in. They've got a bit more cash to throw around. Possibly that would work. I mean, I don't know where you're yeah. going to put this movie because there's no, no, no theaters open in a minute. There's their thing of the past, but uh, Netflix. So yeah, possibly, put, put, it on, put it on Britbox. Start it on Netflix. Put it on Britbox. <laughs> they need all the help they can get. Apparently. <laughs> But uh, no, I'd be up for that. Yeah, yeah. I would probably still watch it on television at home. So you know, but so go figure. But uh, I'm sure he's up for it, isn't he? I think every filmmaker is up for any idea possible at the minute. Yeah, because somebody uh, throws a bit of cash your way and says, "Do you want to do this film? Yes, please." Yeah. Well, I want some work. I want somebody to throw money my way, and I want somebody to throw money your way after they've finished throwing it my way, and I'll throw some change at you. CPS. Listen up. Something like I, I'll work for BritBox. I don't care. I'm all right. <laughs> I was uh, I was chatting to a podcaster, and I won't name him because it obviously outs one of the ideas that they were. Should I call him a he or a she? You pick, so that way nobody can presume they're knowing who I'm on about. Uh, them. Them. Right. Okay. So I was chatting to them uh, off yep. air, and they were talking about how to try and generate some revenue for their podcasts and I was banging on about podcasts that just bleat and moan about Patreons and more and more of them it's like there's, there's a lot of podcasts that I listen to that so they'll go hey hi there welcome to episode such and such and go sign up for our Patreon and you'll get all this content that you're not going to get now because you know we want money and you're like can we just get to the program please and well so go for the patreon and uh, we'll be back after these ads and you're like where have you gone what's going on 
where and they'll come back and they'll go, hey, glad you enjoyed those ads. Uh, this episode is brought to you by such and such a sponsor. And then they'll talk about that for about 10 minutes. And then they'll go, so if you want actual content, go to our Patreon. You're like, I want to listen to a show here. It's doing me editing. It costs nothing to podcast. <laughs> That's what annoys me is, is they're, they're doing Patreon things, which I understand. But it doesn't cost anything to make a podcast. It really doesn't. No. And if it's costing you money to do a podcast, send me a message and I will tell you how to do it for free. Because I've mm. done 542 episodes for free. It doesn't cost me anything. So there are places to do. But uh, so I was chatting to them podcaster mm-hmm. and uh, I'd mentioned the Patreon thing. I said, the secret to that is, so start up a Patreon, which I'm even pondering doing it for this one, but bear with me. And just don't give any extra content for that pay grade. So it's like, we've mm-hmm. got a Patreon link. If you want to throw some money over to it, feel free. <laughs> if you don't, worry about it. And if you do subscribe to our Patreon and chuck in a couple of quid a month or whatever it is, you're not going to get anything extra whatsoever. But we will very much appreciate it and we will put it into new projects like goat movies and stuff like that. So I was saying I was yeah. saying that to them. I'm like, that's the only way I would ever do it. I hate these ones that put little episodes about two minutes on their feed going, hey, we've got a really, really great episode on our Patreon wall. So give us money, which you probably can't afford anyway, because 2020 is a bit of a bin fire. And, uh, and you'll get content. Just no, just let yeah. people have the content for free. And. You know, on on our website, we've got a thing at the bottom that says, if you want to throw a few quid our way, buy us a coffee, then yep. feel free. And there's some little links there, but we don't push it all the time. You know, but I am parched. You are parched. You could do. Well, I've got a little... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not parched, so I don't need any money for this episode, but I am drinking a chocolate milkshake at the minute, which is very Ooh. nice out of, the, uh, out of the fridge. So, however, you've no drinks. So, so what is the no. website, Rob? <laughs> what is this website you speak of? You just uh, head over to www.geekhousepodcast.com right now. Okay, and where's this donate button? Uh, right there. It should be at the bottom. Okay. Shall I check? Have a look, because I don't know. I never visit that website. I'd, I'd just do the talking and the editing bit. Oh, <laughs> is, it, is it a load of rubbish? No, I don't know. I don't. This website is just like built by muppets <laughs> oh, it's at the bottom it's it's a big yellow bar you can't miss it okay there you go and that uh, money will go you to can, your you can buy help drinks. support the show you can help buy you drinks on, like yeah exactly yeah. it says <laughs> even if it's just the cost of a cup of coffee Brilliant. that's a fr- for that's a phrase i used to use on my uh, kickstarters way back when i was running those save yourself <laughs> a cup of coffee and throw some money into my kickstarter which kind of worked so uh very strange but yeah so if you want to donate Go to Geek House Podcast and, you know, you're not going to get any extra content whatsoever, but you will get Rob's eternal gratitude. Yeah, and if you don't want to donate, that's fine. Go to the website anyway and listen to some podcasts. Which is kind of weird that they're actually listening to this episode telling you to go to the website Mm. to look. Well, maybe they're listening on, like, an Amazon device. Yeah, that's true. Or a Google device. We we are everywhere, actually. Another device. I am going to tell you exactly how many devices we are actually on. I made a nice little page, um, okay. which I'll try and find somewhere. Visit website. I'm still getting used to my new WordPress one. So we are, nearly clicked on the wrong one. We are currently on uh, Geek House Podcast, obviously. We're on Google yep. Podcasts, Podchaser, mm-hmm. Deezer, 
Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify, CastBox, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Wow. And for those not counting, that's 13 places. Was it? I wasn't even counting, to be fair. I got bored after one. Well, there you go. I did it for you. And I'm not asking for any money for that either. <laughs> okay, I'll put some money in for a coffee for you, for God's sake. Yes. <laughs> Anybody want to buy a milkshake? No? Okay. Never mind. I'd, actually, that sounds better than the coffee. It does, it's, very, it's cool. Yeah, I got it out of the fridge today. I'd hope it was cool. It was. Warm wouldn't be very I good. did that horrible thing, though, where... Um, normally it has a silver foil. You usually take the little lid off the top and then there's a silver foil that you've got to sort of boink and pierce it. So I took the lid yep. off and did it, but there was no silver foil there, so my fingers went right in the milkshake and splashed myself. <laughs> that was right before this episode. So, Well, you best, better hope wherever you bought that from, nobody had decided to put some COVID in I drunk there. it anyway. I don't, I don't, oh. I'm at the, po- I'm at the point now where it's like, do you know what? I've, I can't, I can't, I, I've tried to look after everybody and I give up. It's all Weatherspoon's <laughs> fault, apparently. So uh, so what have you been up to in the past week? Um, I've been working on a really, really cool website project. Um, it's uh, I'm not going to say too much because it hasn't launched yet, but it's um, a, a new um, kind of non-profit um, organization um, to kind of spread a bit of love um to the world which i think is much needed at the moment i think you're right i got scared at non-profit but then i realized i'm really good at not making a profit so if you need any help (laughs) i'm your person i've been making no profit for 10 years sometimes a little bit more actually so i'm uh I will have to have a conference call at some point about mm-hmm. not making a profit whatsoever. Yeah, give me some tips and yeah. pointers. Uh, oh, careful, Rob. You might end up making some money off that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Follow what I do and do not make a profit at all. Okay, no tips. No, no, just tips, no tips at all. No. So that sounds fun. That's probably yeah, time-consuming, I would have thought. It is. I've been working all weekend as well as the week, so um, this is my break. Nice. Well, that's good. You got like a nice yeah. ninety-minute break. Yeah, you heard that right. Ninety yeah. minutes, not two hours. Slightly mm-hmm. shorter than the regular show. So, um, so yeah, I've been doing that. I've been um, watching a few films and a bit of TV, Same. which is uh, always good. Yep. Um, and yeah, that that is about it. I've been doing lots of research on fish actually, just because. We're getting Addy fish for Christmas. Um, So we now have the fish tank. Um, I have been putting together, uh, you know, on my favourite and the government's favourite programme, Excel. Uh, (laughs) Government's very Putting a little list together um, of fish that get along with each other. Nemo, Nemo and um, and Dory. Put them them on there. And an anemone. Yep. Um, and yeah, I've been listing all the things like the pH levels that they like to live in, the temperatures and everything, just so I can make sure that the fish we choose get along um, both socially, but also in in the things they require. So I've been doing that, which has taken me hours and hours, and I'm still nowhere near finished. Um, I've spent some time researching um, the substrate, so like kind of the gravel or the sand or the um, the soil that you you put in the bottom. Um, and I think I found what we're going for. It's you know nice and cheap, only fifty pounds for the bag. Whoa! Okay, how big is the bag? Um, Hopefully, it's like half a ton. 
Uh, seven kilograms. That's pretty big. I mean, at 50 quid yeah. is quite a lot, though. Wow. It is. Damn. But apparently it lasts for the lifetime of the aquarium. It's not one oh, of these right. ones you have to replace every 12 months or anything like that. And it's got incredible reviews. And I think it's just under a 1,000 reviews on Amazon. <laughs> with you know, So you, you know it's good stuff. <laughs> Does somebody review dirt? <laughs> this is the best stuff ever. I put it in the water and it sat there. And I never well, cleaned it out this, ever. It's great. This is um, especially made for being able to plant in your aquarium as well. Uh-huh. So it's got all the nutrients and everything to, to keep your plants going and um, create this little ecosystem. So I've been doing that. I've been researching the plants. So that comes down to the fish you're choosing, which plants they like. So I've been cross-referencing all this data, and Excel <laughs> was really useful. But if I'd got a certain amount of fish, then I would move away from Excel and use something else. Yep. I have, vision, I have visions of you just doing all this research, getting everything perfect, and go, Addy, look at that. Ta-da! She's like, yeah, I don't like fishing anymore. Can I have a hamster? <laughs> You're like, trick! <laughs> wow, you have been busy then. Now, are these fish going to huff to social distance, or does that not apply um, to fish? No, it's okay. I've bought them little masks. That's good. That is yeah. all right. Little, have you got little, um, what do you call it, little thin marks so they know which way to go around as well because uh, <laughs> they got them in Asda and to be fair fish are smarter a, than a one way tank one way tank yeah exactly yeah that's good little fish masks that's so yeah cool. you know it, it's actually a lot of fun I'm one of these people I like research anyway <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, um, I would never say you didn't after that description Rob <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I've been having lots of fun doing it unfortunately I have been going to bed late yes. you know like 2, 3 a.m. in the morning just because I've been spending hours cross-referencing fish. <laughs> and Nicole's like, Rob, come to bed. You're like, I'm looking at dirt. <laughs> no, not that sort. Fish dirt. Yeah. Wow. You know, and then, and then I wake up in the morning to do some work. And I'm like, oh, I've got a cracking headache. I wonder why that is. staring at fish all night. That's what it is. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that, that's been my week. What about you, um, Well, my filming w- went well because that got delayed, so I didn't do that. Which I was really mm-hmm. sad about because it's like you need, this. You need to get a fish. You get a fish and just make a make Jaws five or whatever. But uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, it's like if everything went to plan, does it ever? Then I would have had a film that I could mm-hmm. release that would have been finished. It would have been amazing and such a wonderful, strange feeling for me as well. So uh, yeah, script has gone away. It's sat on a shelf over there. The camera equipment's all gone away. But I, I wanted it's doing my editing i can't release anything yet because it's not been fully shot so i sat down the other night and started to edit the first mimi film and mm-hmm. it's very strange going back and putting video clips that you shot like a year and a half ago onto a timeline you're like who shot this oh yeah that was me wasn't it? i couldn't remember doing that so i i dumped a lot <laughs> of that put it all on there tweaked some of the editing editing is kind of like uh probably a bit like website building to be fair where you just go over mm-hmm. it again and again and again and you fix things and then you change things and you do it again it's like painting a wall constantly <laughs> and um so then i went to sleep or tried to but my brain was wide awake because it was in like oh, i could edit i could put this and i could put that there and i could do that. i wonder if i still got this bit so i just did not sleep until about four o'clock in the morning and got up at eight o'clock in the morning exhausted but not exhausted and that mm-hmm. night it's like right 
So I wonder if I've got a shot of a cat. I need to try and find a shot of a cat. And I wonder if I've got a shot of a hedge. And I need a shot of an oh, and I need a shot of this. So then I, I hunted those shots down and then put them into the timeline last night. So it's now coming together slightly. I don't. I still don't know if the first one will come out as a standalone film or will it be included in a a feature length Mimi film or whatever. Who knows? But it's kind of nice sitting mm-hmm. down and actually building something rather than just sitting around going i'm never going to film anything ever ever again because 2020 mm-hmm. is a flipping nightmare so uh i've now put a lot of music on my ipod and i'm going to try because i made a whole new beginning last night so i messaged the missus mm-hmm. mom and i went oh by the way just let you know i've created a whole new beginning for the first mimi film she's like what <laughs> she's thinking how <laughs> could you possibly have done that because my daughter is the main star in it and we haven't filmed anything so i'm like no no no. i've used bits that we shot at a different time and i've just crafted this whole new beginning she's like is the story different i'm like no no story's the same it's just a little bit longer and it kind of works so uh, that was part of my night and the previous night because unfortunately I'm back at my night job on Wednesday and I am no. not looking forward to that at all. <laughs> it's like, oh no. God, dreading it. I know I've still got a few days off because it's only Sunday now, but I just, I have no passion for that job at all. I was literally going to open tonight's episode with a single question to you, Rob, going, Rob, what do you want? That was it. That was my genuine plan. Of, I don't know, and you, would, you, you would be like, what do you mean? What do you mean, what do I want? We're about to podcast. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But what do you want from your life? What would be your ideal job or something that you could do? What would it be? Mm-hmm. Mine would be, I want to, when we can, is um, be a publicist of sorts and go live on a film location whilst they shoot for a, mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks and I'll be in a little tent or a little room off in the corner somewhere and then when people are not busy they'll walk into my room and go let's talk about stuff and then I will film the interviews for them I might even get to follow the crew around and shoot all their making ofs and all their behind the scenes stuff I can do behind the scenes photos because I've got a really cool camera that I can probably remember how to use if I take it out of this plastic <laughs> top and just generally be a nice little publicity unit so that's my ideal job so what do you want Rob I've got my job oh I haven't but I'd like it but so what's yours um, to be honest, and it sounds, it sounds unlike me, um, because everybody thinks I'm going to go, I want to be Captain Kirk, <laughs> no. but no, um, I would really like to do something useful and good with my life. So I would like to think that I could make a difference working for some kind of charity or something like that. So that's what I would like to do. Um, and then in my spare time, I would really like to get my hands on some kind of franchise or something I like, whether it be Star Trek or possibly something, you know, something else like um, Jericho or the original Roswell and see if I can do something with that. Do you think you could? That's a genuine question. Somebody, so somebody phones you up <clears throat> and says, right, Rob. Give me a franchise. Right, Tell so me. we need you to, uh, Roswell, we tried to bring it back mm-hmm. 
Um, no, you you know our biggest fans don't even know which channel it's on. Rob, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. It relaunched a couple of years ago, but nobody seems to to care about it. Can you do something with Roswell, please? What would you do? Yep. Um, I, I'm one of these people that you know. Why just settle for something? Um, you know, a, a single thing. So, you know, we we've got you know a fantastic um, audio book um, producer in this country, a big finish. So why not approach them? Say, look, let's bring Roswell back as an audio series, so we can actually extend, um, you know, the three seasons of the original show into something longer. Um, which you know is always possible because that's what they've done with the original Doctor Who. Um, so I'd I'd go down that route. I'd have a look at bringing the show back with the original cast, but um, kind of you know twenty years on or or whatever it may be. Um, again, very possible. We've seen it done with Picard that went down very well. Even though again I would have wouldn't have gone the way they did with the show. Um, yeah, the, you know, there's so many things you could do. Um, make it interactive. Get a, get a string of websites going that, that are weaved into the show so, you know, fans can actually get online and go, oh, this is what was they were using on the computer. And, you know, there's so much you could do. Just get people involved and put it in a decent time slot. Get it around the country. Get it around the world. And uh, just see what's possible. There you go. Well, this was an interview, uh, Rob, and I'm happy to say Roswell is now yours. So, you know, run with it. (laughs) So there you go. (sighs) We could get there. It's one of those things. um, Unfortunately, I think a lot of shows nowadays go to people who don't have the passion or didn't kind of watch it for the first time around. And it it loses something yeah if if it's kept with with true fans and that's perfectly possible um you know with with anything i think then um you know there's got to be better products at the end i think a lot of people in a lot of studios they go oh yeah i'll do that i recognize that name i know what people want it's like the the example mm-hmm. I always go back to is the Saw franchise, where people saw mm-hmm. the first one and were like, "Wow, that was amazing!" Because it is, it's a hell of a thriller. And then you go, "I know what people liked about the first one. This, no, it wasn't. That's not what they liked about the first one." <laughs> and then they mm-hmm. just they kill the franchise. It's uh, yeah. That's why if you look at a film company like Bloomhouse who mm-hmm. you know, Jason Bloom produces a lot of stuff like the Purge movies and all that sort of stuff. He has this strict set of rules, which is, and I forget what the actual amount is because it's changed a couple of times, but it's generally like, make what you want. Um, mm-hmm. You're not allowed to go over $10 million and here's the set of rules. And you've, you've obviously got to love the original thing if you're, if you're remaking it. So he will then just let you do what you want. Whereas certainly with the Star Trek franchise, it's always been like, no, 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 I, I love what you've done, Rob, but that's not what people like about it. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. People want the Klingons to be different because that's what they want. No, they don't. They want the Klingons mm-hmm. to be the same. No, they don't. Do it. And you have to change the Klingons. Well, you know, just can we just stay on that topic just for a minute? Mm-hmm. Um, because I had this conversation literally a few days ago 
about Klingons and how it was changed for Discovery. So if you look at Discovery and you watch the Klingons in Discovery, how they speak is very slurred. And I don't know if that is because (laughs) of, well, (laughs) they've been to Weatherspoons. I don't know if that's because of um, the, the teeth that the actors wear for the show. It could very well be. Um, but if you listen to them, all of them sound very, very slurred, like you say, very drunk. Yeah. Yet, if you look at the original Klingons, um, actually, if one of the words I could use to describe a Klingon is like kind of Shakespearean. Yes. Because the original Klingons, they wrote songs and poems about battles. And when you actually hear them speak, they speak very well. So, you know, such a little detail, but you bring that to Discovery and they're all slurring, that isn't Klingon. No, it's not. It's dr- a drunk. But somebody <laughs> who doesn't know Star Trek well, man, I mean very well, that just goes over the head because they say, right, give me give me a, a Klingon, um, the background on the Klingons, well, they're a warrior race, you know, they, they like to fight, and, oh, okay, yeah, they can be rough and ready, and they can slur their words and everything. No, because they're also very eloquent in how they speak, because there's this whole culture of writing these wonderful um, kind of songs about battles, but nobody would ever, if you said, you know, describe a Klingon in you know, in a couple of minutes, you, you you probably wouldn't get that from, you know, the majority of people you talk to. So, um, so yeah, you know, I think that illustrates the point very well. Um, and it's a shame. So please CBS get in touch. <laughs> it is kind of annoying. Though. Work for free. <laughs> no, don't say that. Never say that. No, don't, don't say you work for free. Cause they'll go brilliant. You can work for free. Yeah, but I'm a Star Trek fan, you know. If I could give that back to the fans, then... Yeah, but imagine what happens I've... if you did it wrong. Not that you would, but... If I did it wrong, I'd accept it. If they didn't like it, I'd say, fair enough. I'd give it a, I'd give it a shot. I'll step back. It's just George Lucas. It's like, make more Star Wars films. Here's three new ones. They're shit. Make more. And then he runs off and sells his company for $4 <laughs> billion. That's the, sort of, uh, mm-hmm. that's the sort of move I'd like to do. Mm. But we could get there. I think your your yeah. um, thing of running the Star Trek franchise is probably a little bit more difficult than running yeah. a charity. So maybe if you run the charity really well, then you could, you know, have a Star Trek tie well, in with I, it. I don't. I don't want to run the charity. I just want to help out. The trouble with that is, I would love to go and uh, kind of give my time to to local charities but i need money to live yeah, same. and that's like the you know this you know this sad situation you know i i would love to do that but i can't well it's like me and you are working on a super secret project which mm-hmm. uh virtually nobody knows about so we we'll have to be stupidly cagey with that one but part of the reason that i want to do that is a because it's connected with something that i really love doing but b mm-hmm. uh and or B, it would get me away from my current night job, and C, mm-hmm. would enable me to do other things connected in the industry that I love. So that's my main reason for that. But I think at the minute I'm still suffering from uh, too many things to do, not enough time to do them, and not enough time to devote to each of those items. So it's I, I feel mm-hmm. at the minute that I'm giving 
30% quality to about 50 different things. Whereas I'd actually like to give 100% quality to like, you know, 20 different things. So I'm all right with that. Mm-hmm. But So that's going forward. That's going to be one of my New Year's resolutions is to manage my schedule a little bit better. Because at the minute, it's crazy. It's absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. And things that are making it crazy, it, they're not easy things because I'm, it's, I'm not being paid to do them. So mm-hmm. it's like, right, well, never mind sleep. I'll do these other things. <laughs> it's like I'm so, so <laughs> exhausted. It's crazy. So this, to me, is also a break. Podcasting is a break because I get to not oh, type for a couple we, of hours. We missed it. The, the one thing we should have said, you know, what would you like to do? Invent cloning so I can clone myself and do everything that I need to. Yes. How many of you would you need to do? I would need uh, two more of me. So th- three in total, um, including myself, I think. I'd probably go with four. Okay. What would So what would you delegate the four to? For me, I would okay. have one for podcasting. I would mm-hmm. have one for doing the website. And mm-hmm. I would have one, I would be the one that just has a bit of a rest and does writing now and again and, you know, the filmmaking side of things. So it's filmmaking, yeah. podcasting, website. That's my three things. Okay, I'm thinking um, one is the the breadwinner, keeping me going. Yeah. Um, one is um, full time social media. Yeah. One is full time websites. Yeah. And one is um, kind of the idea man, um, the person starting kind of the new projects and and basically telling. Um, web rob and social rob what to do okay i actually forgot to nominate a breadwinner for me so that's how good i am there we go that is brilliant so i'm now (laughs) up to four Uh, and i don't want to be the breadwinner one i want one of my other clones to be the breadwinner i know and isn't that sad because that clone would be exactly like us and be like oh oh god i'm off to work you know what i love the the wage that i love the fact that i work for somebody else and it gives me a set amount of money each month genuinely mm-hmm. i quite like that that's that's quite good but in my night job uh it's thankless um uh, i'm a smart person but i am not recognized for that at all because it's not the, not mm-hmm. that sort of company and i have no passion for the role because i can't inflict change you know when you know when you mm-hmm. see people doing stuff going, why are you doing it that way that's taking twice as long it's twice as hard if you do it this mm-hmm. way a, a makes more sense. B will save you more time, and C, what the quality output will be so much better. And they go, well, you know, we we do it the original way. Yeah, but why? We've always done it this why? way, so that's the way we're yeah, going to do, do it. If you do it this way, it'll work better. <laughs> well, you know, I know what you're saying, but well, why are you not doing it? Oh, I'd, well, we're, we've always done it the other way. It drives yeah. me bonkers, stuff like that, mm-hmm. I, it, and it knocks any enthusiasm right out of me. So then mm-hmm. you do find yourself going, fine, if you want to do it that way. Fine, we'll do it that way. But it just it's soul-destroying. So it's, yeah. uh, it's why I want to work someplace where I am valued. And by that, I don't mean somebody's mm-hmm. like, wow, you're doing an amazing job. I don't need praise. It's just a, a little bit of recognition and just listen to me sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say that the one thing on my list, that top thing, if somebody listened to me and realized that I'm, I'm an expert at what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. 
I yeah. have that because I've been at my day job, which is a night job, for like four years. And we, mm-hmm. I think earlier on in the year, we had these yearly one-to-one forms to fill out. And one of the boxes was, what do you need to be able to do your job better? You know, what can we help you do? And I put in the box, I genuinely put it in there. I'm like, there is nothing you can show me. There is mm-hmm. nothing. There is nothing you can show me. There is nothing you can do to make me do my job better because they won't change the rules. Um, I know every process. I know how to do, I pretty much know how to do everything. It looked stupidly arrogant, but it was true. It was like, <laughs> I do know everything. Everybody mm-hmm. that I'm working for, or most of them, have been there less time than I have. And it's like, yeah. so what am I doing? <laughs> it's very, and you see people who get promoted, and you're like, huh? How does that work? It's very, very strange company. But uh, If the face fits, exactly. then... Uh... Yep, and a lot of the cases that is exactly the case, and you know, it's very, it's very, oh it's yes, very you like prosecco in the evening as well. Come with me; you're going far in this business. It? It's like yes, we know that you're smarter than a lot of these people. However, no, just carry on doing what you're doing. So, I, just, I think that's why I enjoy doing the film stuff as much mm-hmm. as I do because I've got the creativity. You know, I could go on Twitter or Facebook or whatever and go. This is what people would like to see, and you know, usually it's right. And, uh, mm-hmm. It's to feel useful. I yeah. Think. So if I was to sum it up, it's like to to work for somebody or with somebody so that I feel useful and productive. That's it. That's like the yes. stupidly easy pitch to which I've just realised at the end of like a fifteen-minute rant. But <laughs> 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 how my uh, my night job is destroying my soul. So. Very, very strange. So, what have you watched then over the past week? Ooh, good question. It was a good question. I see that's how good I am. I come up with these good questions. Well, the first thing I watched um, after the last podcast is Peppermint on Netflix. Yeah, did I recommend that one? Didn't I? You did indeed. You said um, how you'd watched it. It was a good film. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to track this one down. And oh my god, it was a breath of fresh air. It really was. I've been scraping the bottom of the barrel to find something to watch recently, yeah. and Peppermint was a really, really good film. Nice. This is nothing to do with that little pig, is it? That's a different thing, isn't it? <laughs> no. So not that one. <laughs> so yeah, I I uh, I can recommend Peppermint, you know, very highly to anybody listening, especially um, fans of Alias, which is in oh yes, Rachel, and uh, kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah, she's uh, obviously aged a bit mm-hmm. um, from Alias. Yep. Yeah, you know, but there's nothing wrong with that. With with uh, you know, age comes experience, and you can see that. You know, she she still kicks ass. Yeah. She does. Good film. Um, so yeah, um, I uh, then watched a, a great documentary filmed in 1999. Um, by Netflix, uh, well, it's on Netflix. It wasn't by Netflix. Um, called Beyond the Mat. Yes. So this is a wrestling documentary um, for anybody who likes wrestling or anyone who doesn't. Um, you know, it really gives a fantastic insight into the wrestling industry. So obviously, you've you all know of the Hulk Hogan's and and the the really big superstars of wrestling who've made a lot of money doing so. 
but you don't see the people who have spent their whole life trying to reach that level and never got the break for one reason or the other, or the wrestlers who reached that level and for whatever reason um, ended up paralyzed, killed um, on drugs, um, or it's tore their family apart because they were expected to wrestle every night of the month. Um, you know, and that there is a great line in there where they talk to Jake, the snake Roberts. And, um, he says, you know, people say to me, you know, why didn't you just take a few months off because you were getting paid all this money by, um, what was WWF at the time. Um, and he said, I couldn't, my contract told me I had to wrestle every night. Ouch. Um, and you know, it, it destroyed his family. You know, he's, you know, you know, distance from his, his daughter, his daughter really kind of holds some grudges because he wasn't around. And, you know, the guy's in tears during the documentary saying, I always said I was never going to treat my kids the way my father treated me. And that's what I've done. And he realizes it, you know, and he says he doesn't want no sympathy or anything and he wishes he could change it. But, you know, to get what he was being paid, that, is what it came with. It came with this contract that said you have to wrestle every night. It's a really deep documentary and it's really kind of shows you this different side of wrestling that's not portrayed on TV. It's just for a really good watch. And so if you, I think you sort of touched upon it a little bit there, but even if you're not a massive fan of wrestling, it's still interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the great thing about a documentary. A lot of the time you can pick them up, even if you don't think you're a fan and they're very interesting with the facts and, and, and what they, uh, they portray. So, um, I think even if you're not a big fan of wrestling, you could still watch that and come away from it thinking, wow, these guys are, are pretty amazing what they have to go through. Mm. And that is uh, beyond the mat on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I watched, um, a new, uh, a new film on Disney plus onward. Okay. Yep. Um, this is, uh, one of the new Disney Pixar, uh, films that, um, is, is basically, um, your, your typical fantasy fairy tale, um, world where you've had things like unicorns and pixies that fly. But over the years, they've all become lazy and realized, Hey, we can invent machines that can do all this. So they've stopped using their powers and they've just become kind of the everyday, uh, human race, um, that look a bit different than us. Um, and then, uh, you know, a bit of magic comes into it and, uh, the movie takes, uh, a different turn. It's a very good film. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's one of the best Disney films, but you know, it's very watchable. And if you've got Disney plus, you're not looking for the best. You're just looking for a decent film. And onward is one of them. Can they not put it on their BBC? Cause you know, what happens if I've not got a Disney plus account? That's quite mean, isn't it? Well, probably not. But if you, uh, if you've got now TV, I'm <laughs> sure, uh, sky sin will have it at some point. <laughs> it will do. Sounds good. What else? What else? You got? Um, I watched an old film. Yeah, I've been doing um, that one of my favourite um, actors, Nicolas Cage, in the film Left Behind. Yes. Um, this was one of the films where we had um, had our movie night um, with Addy, and then she'd gone off to bed, and I thought, right, I want to, I want to watch something. And rather than kind of trawl through uh, a lot of the dross that's there at the moment, it was, ooh, a Nick Cage film. That sounds good. 
and I had a look, and there it was left behind. I thought, yeah, that's pretty good on a big big screen, and it was. Yeah, it was very good. Um, you know, I loved the movie the first time around. I saw it, and I loved it again when I watched it on the big screen the other day. Same. I know um, it's something that we've spoke about, and you said it had a bit of bad press <laughs> yeah, when uh, when it was released. It's because um, Christians aren't allowed to make movies, apparently. So if you do make a movie that is based on a Christian text, then uh, it's, it's the law that the internet must try and destroy you and bitch about your film all the time. But no, I'd watched it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, don't, don't listen to any of that. Just uh, if you've never seen a film, um, you know, if you like, like uh, a little bit of action um, and uh, enjoy Nicolas Cage, yeah. then give it a go. Don't, I never listen to bad reviews. I listen to good reviews, which is, yeah. you know, some may say that's a bit two-faced. But if somebody says that's a really good film, it's like, oh, check that out. I wasn't aware of that, but I'll watch it. But if somebody said, oh, my God, that's terrible, then I'll still watch it and make my own mind up. So, yeah. you know. In, we're human it wouldn't be right if we all think think the same way well no because it's like if we all like the same films then you would literally get a dozen new films each year and it'd all be marvel movies or whatever that'd mm-hmm. be it but some of my favorite films ever are disliked by a lot of people but i don't mind mm. i'm all right with that i don't feel the need to block them or go on some sort of internet tirade and uh, attack mm-hmm. them and call them names and threaten their family so no nope. you know uh the last film on my list um, is The Borrowers. It's the 1997 version yep. with John That's Goodman. That's I've seen, yeah. Um, it was, again, uh, a family uh, film night movie. Um, I've been dying to introduce Addy to The Borrowers for for at least 12 months now, waiting for something to, to finally drop onto one of the streaming services we subscribe to. And this was it. So, um, you know, for me one of the ultimate versions of the borrowers was the BBC series. Um, that wasn't a film. It was, um, two, two the, part thing, um it, or something. Well, no, they, they actually did, um, uh, an episode one that was, was, you know, uh, at least a season long. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that to me was, was my very favorite and, and I will get around to watching it even if I have to, uh, you know, buy it from Amazon or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we watched the borrowers and, um, it went down extremely well for family film night. Um, you know, you know, I've always liked John Goodman as a, as an actor. So, um, yeah. you know, he, he plays a, a great rogue in the film. And, um, for those who, are, you know, know what the borrowers are, you know, little people living in your house, then, uh, it's, it's a really good rendition of it. Well worth it. What's your, um, is the borrowers your favorite role doll project or is there another? Oh, when it comes to Roald Dahl, um, I think my favourite has always got to be Willy Wonka. Okay, yep. The, uh, the Gene um, Wilder or... Yeah, yep. Gene Wilder, the original. Mm-hmm. I, I actually don't have anything bad to say about the remake. No, I um, find it I, weird. And I do... Yeah. I'm glad I watched it and I thought Depp was interesting as it, but I would always go back and watch the Gene Wilder one yeah. if, if I had to choose. The only thing that disappointed me is that it was never, ever followed up with Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, yeah. which, um, as a kid, I had the set of Roald Dahl books. So, you know, I read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and then I took the second book, uh, The Great Glass Elevator, and I read that as well. And I presume, at the time, the reason it has never been done is because it would be a lot more costly to um, develop a movie about a glass elevator flying through space 
than it was to create a chocolate factory. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed that that's never, even to this day, been something that's been released. Um, another film I remember really loving of Roald Dahl's as a kid, but I haven't seen it since I was a kid, probably around the age of eight or nine. Um, but if I ever see it come up on a streaming service, I will watch it, is Danny Champion of the World. I don't know if that's something you've seen. A long but I remember, time ago. long time ago. Yeah, I, I remember thinking at the time when I was a kid that that was a, was a cracking movie. So, uh, so yeah, but Willy Wonka, number one on the list. Book-wise, I'm always going to go with James and the Giant Peach. That is a film. Yeah, uh, it's, very good. It's a book I read loads of times when I was a kid. And I do like <laughs> the film, but I'm not a massive fan of that style of animation. So that yeah, kind totally of agree with takes you. me out of it. So I was a little bit disappointed when I saw the film. I'm like, uh, it's not, you know, and it was, the story's great, but the, the style, I'm not a massive fan of, uh, but that's my favourite book. But film-wise, I'm probably going to go with a Gene Wilder, um, mm-hmm. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory again, uh, that you've yep. suggested as well. But BFG also, the new one, is... Uh, oh, the BFG, very good. It is very, very good. Um, I, and I even enjoyed the um, the original cartoon yes, that I was um, released to the BFG as well. Yeah. Um, I have to say, though, just to, to brush on uh, the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, I still find it amazing that during the scene where they're in the boat on the Chocolate River going through the tunnel, mm-hmm. that you see scenes like a chicken being beheaded. <laughs> it's very dark. And, you know, yeah. like, like, you know, it's it's all kind of fluffy cotton candy clouds and lollipops and then someone beheads a chicken it just makes no yeah, sense it's, uh, you would never get away with that now in a, kid, in no. a kids film but back then we didn't know I think back then the difference is when that film came out at the cinema you would watch it at the cinema and then that would be it then mm. you know it wasn't a case of well in two months time kids are going to be able to buy this or watch it on a streaming platform and pause it you could never pause anything, so they probably stuck. Yeah, is it one of those cases as well that when you're watching it at the cinema and that's the only time you're going to watch it, you walk out and go, did I really see that or not? Yeah, and you wouldn't know, would you? It's, yeah. Uh, whereas now everything's pausable, or you can screen mm-hmm. grab it and share it around your Twitter friends and stuff like that. So yeah. it's a very sort of different, different thing. Because I remember when films came out as a kid, yeah, it would come out in, for example, 78, 1978, film comes out, maybe two years or something later it might come out on home video maybe mm-hmm. and then like another two or three years after that it would be on tv once mm-hmm. and then then you could record at it christmas at christmas <laughs> christmas tv used to be amazing but it now was, it, it was highlight of the year it's not now though because it's like well that's on netflix i've got that on blu-ray yep. Oh no! I saw that cinema last week. It's yep. just lost its appeal, and I can't remember the last time I looked at the Christmas Radio Times and thought, "Wow!" I used to sit there with a pen and circle things and make mm-hmm. a whole. That was my Christmas. Now it's like, eh. you know, this year it probably will be like that because ain't nobody leaving their house, going anywhere. We will still be in some <laughs> form of lockdown, I suspect. But uh, yeah, but there you go. So, have you watched anything else? Um. Only the aforementioned Star Trek Discovery Season 3, Episode 1. Um, have is have you seen it, Stuart? Have you sat down and watched Discovery? I watched the first episode when it aired. So we're obviously mm-hmm. we're talking probably a couple of years ago. And I enjoyed mm-hmm. it, but I was very much like you, where it was like, this isn't my Star Trek. No. Um, um, 
what I have to say is there was a really good standout moment. And, you know, a little bit of a spoiler, but not really. Um, there's um, a battle scene with, with kind of phases going off and, and everything, as you expect. And one of um, the aliens in pursuit shooting at uh, our lovely Starfleet officers looks like he's um, the great, 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 great grandson or granddaughter of Morn from Deep Space Nine. Oh, nice. Who I last saw so, in the documentary that you recommended for me. Yes, yeah, so you know it was uh, it was a very nice touch, and nothing had changed, which was amazing. Yeah. You know, you know they the, the character hadn't been covered in the in fur or you know anything more than than Morn has. You know his, his straggly hairs. Um, so yeah, it was a really nice touch, and I think the the big Star Trek fans, because again this was something I talked to Retro G about, um, noticed that you know because I mentioned you know did you see the the Morn character? Oh yes, that was great. So uh, so yeah, it was uh, you know if you're a Star Trek fan and you are leaning on the side that I do that Star Trek Discovery is a bit rubbish, um, at least watch season three episode one because. Because actually, it was quite good. I might. It probably will sit on the list of things that I will watch at some point. It's just at the minute, I'm, I'm kind of nearly catching up, sort of, with uh, mm-hmm. with TV shows because they're not making any more. There's no more, no more no. TV shows coming out. So it's, it's kind of cool uh, for a while, and then I'll get bored, and then I will like them to start making films again and TV shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've uh, we have on the projector rewatched the entire V. Um, well, I say the entire. It's like so I had never seen it before, and I'm like, oh my god, mm. I really want to watch it on the projector. So it's like a 130 inch projection for this thing that we probably watched on a 20 inch TV back in the day. So it's amazing, <laughs> such a good way to watch V. It's, it's like watching it at the cinema, and it was never at cinema. So we watched V, the the mini series, so the sort of three hour, 20 minute series of that two episodes and then we went straight into V the final battle and watched the three new episodes of that and then we stopped we're like yay that's that done then and then I will resume watching V the series um, on my own I think because Annette was like is, that, is this series really that bad I'm like Meh. yes kind of it kind <laughs> of is it's not amazing it's still interesting I'm looking forward to watching it but you know the budgets were slashed characters that I really like that they got rid of there's new characters that they bring in that I wasn't really a fan of there's two episode threes which is kind of weird so you get to see the introduction of, of Kyle the character twice because they had an alternate episode set in a prison camp you're like Okay, don't remember that being on TV, but they're both on there, and it just ends on the biggest cliffhanger ever, and it never ever got resolved. So I'm like, I didn't want to put Annette through that. I wanted her to preserve the wonder that is V, where it ends with the red dust, and it was great. She loved it. Mm-hmm. She was really, really impressed with it. So I was a little bit worried. I thought this is going to look, look a bit dated, mm-hmm. and I would understand if it did because it was like you know 1983, 1984 when this thing came out. But she loved it. She thought it was really, really cool. Well, a bit of news there, there from V. Um, Funko yeah. has just announced a few days ago V Funko Pops. There's three of them. In. There's a Mike Donovan. There is. There's a, a Diana. And then there's an yep. unmasked alien. 
I know the unmasked alien is is a really great one. Because I saw, I think it was Jane Badler who plays Diana. She's one of my Twitter followers, and somebody tagged her on it. And she's like, "Oh my god, I want one!" So I messaged her and <laughs> went, "If you want me to get you one, I'll I'll happily get one for you." But I've not heard back. But she's oh. she's definitely going to end up with a Funko Diana pop on her shelf. Oh yeah, it has to happen. But it, I'm sure she'll have several of them. Probably they would hopefully send her one because it's her likeness, yeah. isn't it? So. That's pretty good. So we finished watching V. Um, mm-hmm. I have given up on The Walking Dead World Beyond after episode two. Thought, do you know what? Oh, I, kind of... I haven't watched two or three. So yeah, three. Is um, that bad? Well, and I'm not going to spoil it, but it's like there's. It, it's going to be a two season show, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So right, so okay, so we know it's got an end point. And it's just, you know, we've watched The Walking Dead, we watched Fear the Walking Dead, which is these people living in a zombie apocalypse world, knowing exactly how to deal with things and sort things out and just get to some sort of existence. Right, well, we've got to kill this person, blah, blah. And it's interesting. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. go, oh, The Walking Dead should have finished. Well, guess what? It's not doing, so shut up. Uh, soap operas don't finish. Why must The Walking Dead finish? Mm-hmm. So then they bring out The World Beyond, and episode one is just like kids going, oh, this is kind of weird. We don't really know how to live in this world, even though we've always lived in it. But we're going to go off to New York or wherever it is. Yay. And it got to the yep. end of episode one. You think, brilliant, this is this is where it's headed. I'm, I'm going to turn it into Stand By Me with zombies. I'm all right with that. Let's watch these kids on a journey. But they're just so sniveling little <laughs> gits. And there was one, and it's not a spoilery thing for episode two. It's near the beginning, and it's it's not really that plot relevant. But... From episode one, they don't know how to kill the the zombies, or MTs as they call them. But I'm going to call them zombies. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to kill the walkers. So you go, fair enough, you'll you'll learn. You really, you, you'll learn as, as you go along. But episode two, is near the beginning, they come across a walker. And, and mm-hmm. they have to kill it. And they go, okay. right, oh, wow, you kill it. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. No, no, I'll get it. Right, so you got about that for about fifteen minutes. Going, oh, it's my turn. You bought the last round. I'll get this one. <laughs> so you got this this walker coming towards them, and you go, all right, well, I'll, I'm going to do it. And one of the characters goes for it, and she just makes a hash of it, and they sort of they manage to trap it, but it doesn't die. So so, ah. and then she's literally got it banged to rights where she go right. I can kill it now. But mm-hmm. she can't quite do it. She's like, uh, I don't, no, I don't, I don't, I'm a bit scared. I don't really want to do it. This thing's trapped. It's not going anywhere. And she's like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. And then she gets that worked up that she vomits all over it. <laughs> right in this walker's face. And you've got this poor walker sort of just trapped there, covered in puke. And then these kids all start laughing. And I thought, you know what? That is so, that's just mean. It's just like, because that walker, even though it's a zombie and we know it could kill you if it wants to, it was still a person at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you've just left it there, covered in puke, and you've been laughing. You're not treating it with respect. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't realize how dangerous, and maybe that's the point that these kids are like, ah, they don't realize how damn dangerous these things are. But, um, mm-hmm. so I nearly fell out with it then, but I thought, nope, I'm going to get to the end of the episode. And then if it's not improved, then I'm out. And it didn't. It was just more of the, uh, I don't know what we're going to do now. What, what do you think we should do? Well, I think we need to do this. Well, it might not work well. It's like, really? If I want to watch, it's like a reset button has been uh, hit on the Walking Dead universe and we're mm. back 
way at the beginning again when people didn't really know what to do. And you think, no, I want I want the Negan era or <laughs> or the Lenny James era or all this sort of stuff where it's like tough and it's adult. No, I don't want this kiddie young adult world beyond. So I'm like, do you know what? I will uh, I will part ways with the world beyond. I'm good. And I will wait I'll spend my time watching season 4 of Fear the Walking Dead because I'm a little bit behind mm-hmm. with that one. Well, I'll persevere. I'll carry on watching it. I'll tell you if uh you need to dip back in if it changes. Mm. No, do do. Uh the mm-hmm. new show that I started on Amazon is it's a show that's been running for at least 3-4 years and Annette started watching it when it aired and I saw bits of it but never really bothered with it that much and it's The Handmaid's Tale okay um, yeah which is some three episodes in my god that is a grim show <laughs> but it's so <laughs> good it's quality it's exactly what the world beyond should be it's a quality serious show beautifully shot grim as hell it's probably got the grimmest storyline ever uh, but it's quality stuff are you familiar with The Handmaid's Tale? No, I haven't seen that one. Well, The Handmaid's Tale and all three seasons are on Amazon Prime, so you could literally, mm-hmm. right, I'm going to start. And I think, I don't know whether season four has come out or whether it's due out or something, but it's still it's still a running show. So, you give me like a 30-second pitch. Yes, the 30-second pitch is it mm-hmm. is set now. Mm-hmm. So And we're in the world, um, the majority of women are not able to have babies because okay. because something's happened. And we don't know. Mm-hmm. So the world has gone to shit, basically. And the the new world order has uh, risen up. And it's all run by horrible, nasty men with machine guns and new religious laws going, oh, you know, serve God and this, that, and the other. And women have been kidnapped to serve as handmaidens. Now, a handmaiden is basically, right, well, you can belong to that household. And the husband gets to, you know, rape you, basically. And uh, hopefully you'll give birth to a child. Brilliant. So it's like sla- yeah, it's like slavery and uh, geisha ness stuff. But it's oh, such a quality show, though. And it starred mm-hmm. Elizabeth Moss, who was in Invisible okay. Man. Um, I haven't seen anybody else familiar in it, but it's it's a dark show, but it's bloody good. But it gets you angry because mm-hmm. you're watching it. You're like, I get angry now. I get angry. Mm-hmm. Stop watching it. But it's it's highly recommended. So I've mm-hmm. watched uh, three episodes of that one. Okay. So I have got, in the final run-up to our 90 minutes, because I'm determined to hit our 90-minute thing, you asked me for some gems, because you're like, I need some gems, some films to watch. on. I do something platforms. that isn't just rubbish. Yes. So I've got two platforms for you. I've got Netflix and Amazon. Perfect. Which one would you like? Or do you want, do you want uh, one from each? Or do you yeah, want give me one from each. One from let's, each. Let's... You know, let's you know be fair here. Right. So I'm going to go first with Netflix, and this is a 2017 okay. film, and it is called "I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore." Okay. Right. And it's about a woman who gets burgled, and then she finds a new sort of purpose in life by tracking down the thieves along with her uh, horrible neighbour. Sounds super grim, but mm-hmm. it's really not. That is one of those films where you watch it and you go, "I need to sort my life out." <laughs> so, to me, I remember it. It's a few years ago since I watched that. I think it's probably about three years ago. Uh, but it's great. So I would, I would go for that one. Okay. Uh, Amazon. See, I'm stuck with two. One of them's a sci-fi film, and I really want to recommend that one to you. Donnie Darko. Have you ever seen Donnie Darko? 
I haven't. <gasps> Dom, I'm going to go for that one this week then. So it's not so much a hidden gem because a lot of people have seen Donnie Darko, but it's all about time travel and wormholes and stuff like that. And it was the mm-hmm. first ever film to feature Jake Gyllenhaal. So Jake okay. Gyllenhaal's in it, Maggie Gyllenhaal's in it, and uh, Patrick Swayze's in it, Drew Barrymore's in it. And uh, mm-hmm. you've heard the song Mad World, haven't you? That wasn't Tears for Fears. It was covered by yeah. That's Where the Fit the Song Comes From. Uh-huh. So Danny, Danny Jules, Donny Jules, something like that. Him, not the, Danny Jules is Red Dwarf, isn't he? But yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. So that's where the cover version of Mad World comes from. So I'm going to go for Donnie Darko from Amazon and I Don't Feel at Home in the World Anymore from Netflix. So those are my two gems of Sounds good. the week. So mm-hmm. what are you up to over the coming few days then? Because we're, we're nearly out of time now for this podcast. Um, it will be um, a bit more on the uh, top secret website project. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the website's got to launch. So um, there'll be kind of the the teething phase, fixing a few bugs here and there, tweaking wording and imagery and that kind of stuff. Um, And then probably um, more fish research and uh, uh, back then to uh, some more normal stuff, including our top secret project. Yes. A lot of top secret projects around here. Well, there is, and I'm uh, literally, when I'm finished this show, I am jumping onto another sort of chat platform to talk about another secret project, which, and it's not one of my secret projects. There's a, a film festival in the US, I believe, that want mm-hmm. to talk to me about something. And, I'm, and that's not me being secret. I generally don't know what they want. They don't, don't want to. Uh, I have no idea what they're going to talk to me about. So that's why it's kind of secret. So mm-hmm. um, we shall see on that one. So I'm going to. Yeah, my week is going back to work on Wednesday. <sighs> Can't be bothered. Really cannot be bothered. But, you know, has to be done to pay the, yeah. to, to pay the wages, doesn't it? So, well, I shall let you go, Rob. Hopefully, what has people thought about this slightly trimmed down episode? Uh, I think they'll yeah, like it. Answers on a self-addressed postcard, a lo- along with somewhere in London, along with your donation uh, to, to the Geek House, Blue Peter. <laughs> yeah, so you can uh, you can donate and uh, leave a leave an answer to that. Yeah. So I will continue keeping my list of films that I've watched because I've watched quite a few. And we'll save that till next episode. Um, okay, and it just means I've got to watch less this week, which is, mm. is I'm all right with that. It's pretty, and I've already got two to go at, so all is good. Nice. Well, enjoy, and uh, thank you. You and I will have a catch up at some point off air. Sounds good. All right, Rob. Take care, and uh, take care to you. Take too. care, Abel. Take care, Carol. Take care, Stacey, and anybody else who's listening as well. Have a fun take week. Care, goats. Stay safe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the slogan is this week, but uh, enjoy and make sure you're live by next week. You, you listen to uh, a, a lovely song about wearing face masks. Yes. Oh, I'd forgot about that. Yes, I shall put that yeah. on the end as well. All right. There we go. Take care, Rob. <laughs> Take care. Goodbye. Bye-bye.